Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season two of the podcast, where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. And Lots beer. of beer. Lots of beer, JR. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Bar with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by low handicapper Scott Ribble, a.k.a. Ribs a long-standing member at Assiniboine Golf Club and Monday putter player. He relearned the game after battling addiction, and he's been clean and sober for over two years now, and we appreciate him taking the time to share his story. All right, well, I've uh, been trying to get this guy on for a little while now, so happy to have you in uh, Studio A. We're actually all in Studio A. Studio A, yeah. Maybe Studio A.2, maybe, because usually so. we're outside. We're this inside. Time we're inside. Warm. I, I made a... <laughs> Uh, a request that we be inside because uh, I, I need to be warm. <laughs> I didn't want to get a pneumonia. So you can thank me, Ribs, for right. being inside tonight. <laughs> well, boys, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, we're really excited to have you and excited to have one of our greatest partners of all time on, Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of the IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204 515 Four four six, and as well, you and the Fam Jam can get yourself an eight-inch custom DQ cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs. You can find them DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the Food Court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Follow them at DQ Manitoba on Instagram. And their summer blizzard special is out, right? Yeah, summer I don't know blizzard. if it's a special. It's just a new summer blizzard menu, mm. and uh, yeah, lots of new flavors or existing flavors that are coming back: cotton candy, Reese pieces, cookie dough. That's all one. Reese's Pieces cookie dough. Imagine <laughs> wow, that. Okay. That's a lot. That's a mouthful. Both ways. <laughs> Drumsticks, Girl Guide, and Very Cheery Chip. So go check those mm, that out. That last one caught my eye. Very oh. Cheery Chip. Mm-hmm. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the chips are. I know, are they cherries? The first one really caught my eye. Was that the uh, cotton candy? Oh, no. The, there was an Oreo Dirt Pie Blizzard. Mm. Oreo that was a new one. Pie yeah. Pie. <laughs> I think that's the new one. Oreo Dirt Pie Blizzard. Mm. We'll have to try them all. Yeah. Mix maybe, them Nick, all maybe Nick and Nikki will hook us up. Who Hopefully. Knows? <laughs> Nick's on a on a vision quest himself right now out west. Right. He's golfing uh, Victoria and a whole bunch of places out there. So. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll get out uh, pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can get golfing. When the torrential soon. rain stops. Like, I don't know I what's don't know. going on. It'll be June. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, but uh, nonetheless, we also want to give a wonderful shout out to Team Lefty. So if you're a regular follower of the pod, we've had them on a few times. We play the Heckler Champagne Championship uh, with them every year. 
They're left-handed. We are right-handed. And Team Lefty finally won something. So the St. James Canucks, who they coach, won the Manitoba Major Junior Hockey League Championship. So shout out to them and uh, the boys. And they had a fantastic season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ribs and I were mentioned before, like I think regular season lost them like four games only. And then yeah. in the playoffs lost only two games. So. Just dominated yeah. in the playoffs and all, all throughout the season. Yeah. yeah, spectacular for them. And uh, you know it comes down to coaching. At least that's what... Blair and Matt will tell you. <laughs> Congrats, boys. Yeah. First time in 24 years. That's amazing. Yeah, and the St. James Canucks took it home. And the St. James Canadians, who now don't exist from the MJHL, we have a former superstar of that league uh, with us tonight. And Scott Ribble, Ribs, thank you so much again for uh, for coming down here and chatting with us tonight. And we want to know how you ended up getting into this wonderful game of golf. Well, um, getting into golf, I remember um, back in the day, a good buddy of mine, uh, you guys probably all know him, Sean Mercier. Um, we played a lot of golf together. Um, and, and it wasn't, Sean was always awesome. He was always awesome. He's a, he's a great friend of mine. Um, but he was, um, I remember he worked at, his, at Assiniboine. Um, and uh, he'd always get us out there to play golf. And he'd always just kill us as kids, like just <laughs> throttle us. And, um, me and Sean still keep in touch. Um, and I guess when I really started to get into golf would have been about probably 15 years ago. Um, 15 years ago, um, I got my first house close to the Cinnaboyne Golf and Country Club, as right. we call it. Yeah. <laughs> the Royal Cinnaboyne. Yeah, yeah, the Royal and Ancient. Um, <laughs> We got in there, and um, I remember the first year I played there. I played over a hundred rounds a year. I got wow, that man. first year, and then um, it was two years in a row. I think I played over a hundred rounds. Um, and um, I remember I started out. I was an eighteen handicap, and by the end of the second year, um, I got down to about a two or a three handicap. Right, and I was just playing all the time. Mm. Um, wow, just pra- a practicing. natural athlete. Well, I guess from the <laughs> hockey background, they say right. So who knows? Um, but um, yeah, it was. And then um, I just kept playing, um, and I, I got asked to play uh, Monday putter. And it was, I remember the first time I went to tee it up Monday putter. I could barely get the golf ball on the tee. I was so nervous. <laughs> Standing on the first tee, and I think it was at a cinema, and I was just shaking like a leaf trying to get the ball on the tee. I was so nervous. <laughs> Um, and then, um, yeah, and then it's just been a continuing process now. I just, it's, it's obviously different now. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a daughter uh, that's seven, so it's, you know, less time on the golf course for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, she's getting to enjoy it. Like I take her out in the golf cart and, you know, take a pink ball and throw it out on the green and she puts it around and, nice. and we, it's just, it's a good time that we have. Um, so yeah, the, the competitive part, and I, and I guess the competitive part for me runs, I guess, through my hockey too, right? So, um, you know, I played a competitive hockey. So, um, yeah, I, I love I love playing the Monday putter. Um, you meet so many guys too, um, and it's 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 it gets serious. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, um, maybe a bit too serious sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes it is, yeah, but um, for the most part, I, it's the competitive juices that I still love. You right. know, at forty five years old. So yeah. So yeah. And looking young for 45. Thanks, pal. Appreciate yeah, no, you're it. welcome. Thanks, pal. <laughs> and we'll, we'll go back. And uh, I, I thought maybe, you know, because you talked about Mercier, but also another gentleman who you grew up with, Jamie Wilkie, yeah. also another superstar uh, hockey player yeah. and hell of a golfer. Unbelievable. And, and so he ended up winning the Manitoba Amateur Championship. He was actually our second guest last year yeah. on, on the pod, as well as a, a fantastic sponsor of our show last year. And you ended up 
on his bag when he won the amateur. So would you give yourself credit for him winning or what would he say? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, it all comes down to coaching, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was, it was weird. It was, um, I, I think I was in between jobs. Um, and I think, um, I was playing hockey in the winter time and, we've been friends for years. Um, and he just said to me, ribs, you want a caddy for me? And I didn't have any work coming up that week. So I thought, well, what the heck, let's give her a shot. Right. And, um, I think after round one, we were leading. Um, and you know, I don't remember he said to me, um, he says, ribs, just when I'm over a pot, he says, just say nice and nice and smooth, nice <laughs> and smooth, you know? And it's just, you Simple know, but, that. but it, it kept, it, I guess it, you know, kept his nerves calm. Um, you know, and we ended up making it well, obviously I remember. So what was it final round? I think on nine on Rossmere, he says to me, what do you think I should hit three wood or driver? And I'm like, driver, he hits three wood, the snap hooks it in the bush. Mm. <laughs> so I grabbed the bag and we start walking and we're just hoping that nobody finds us. Cause it's deep. It's mm. deep. So we're getting ready to come back to the tee. And all of a sudden you just hear this guy say, found it. And we both just looked at each other. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I think he ended up taking an eight. Um, and I remember, I guess it would have been, so I think he was up by one, up by one coming down 18. And I think Rossmere driving range left OB all right. And he said to me, ribs, he says, I'm, I'm hitting this thing as hard as I can. If it goes left, I'm good with that. So yeah. it ended up smack dab in the middle of the driving range, right? <laughs> Perfect. Um, and I remember he hit his approach. He hit it up short and hit his chip shot up. I don't know. He probably ran in about five, six feet by. And I remember watching him and I just said to him, nice and smooth, nice and smooth. Mm. And I could see his hands shaking. <laughs> I bet. Because yeah. I think it was Garth Collings was one behind at that time. Oh, wow on 18. Mm -hmm. So that putt was to win it. Um, that was a pretty cool experience just to see him win it. Um, you know, and, uh, like, I guess we can maybe, we'll give me, we'll give me a pat on the back for, for the coaching <laughs> right. of the, uh, up into the final round. Right. Cause I remember going to the A a couple nights after like round one, round oh, two, yeah. you know, we're going to go for a couple, right? Yeah. Well, I think we all know what a couple means sometimes, right? <laughs> Especially but, at that age. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, um, I, I guess I'll give myself a pat on the back for cutting it short um, <laughs> and um, and hoping to keep him on track. But uh, yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience, to, especially mm -hmm. to, to share with a good buddy. Right. Um, so, you know, proud of him and, and um, you know, happy for him for that moment. Like that was what, 1997. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's been, uh, it's been, you know, and we still get out and play, kind of play. Um, we played, I think we've had a round last year. I think he beat me by, by two or three, I think. So yeah, he still got it. He still got it. He still got it. Yeah, he still got it. But yeah, he's a great guy, and and um, you know his his golfing ability is just through the roof. So yeah. Well, and have you caddied since, or that was kind no, of no? That was my. Own, uh, I was a one shot wonder. Yeah. I was a one shot wonder. <laughs> retire there. at the top. Yeah, yeah retire <laughs> at the top. Hey, eh? checking them out. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So it, no, no more caddying. It's just like I said. There's the, with my daughter, um, and just trying to just do daily life. Right, it's it gets busy. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, I just keep to my golf and play hockey when I can. So. <laughs> 
and go from there. Keeps you active, keeps you busy. Well, yeah, I'm in the gym, I don't know, three, four times. Right, yeah, we're going to say we're going to have to do like a curl competition or yeah. something. Have you measured your pipes before you came in here? Uh, no, 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 no. I think Mike and I did that before we hosted our fashion show in high school. Jeez, oh, that's when I was going to the gym. Uh, <laughs> now, I, now, now I just uh, play hockey once a week and that keeps me pretty fit. There you go, and you do, and you do right arm curls, right? That's right. With blood lights, right? Exactly. There you go, you're good. Exactly. Or the Montelier. Montelier. Oh, yeah, we're drinking some Montelier here today. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. It Uh, is. You always have something. You always come with something. (laughs) Appreciate that. And the hat. New hat. Yeah. From the Dale Trail. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully get Dale Trail guy on here. (laughs) I don't think his name is Dale. And his pork missiles. Pork missiles and uh, the dog father hat. So shout out to him. Thank you. Lots of duty on that. It was the brokerage was insane. So, so uh, we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> Not math guys here. No, Not math guys here. No, no. But anyways, back to you ribs. And did you, did you get anything from like Mercier or Wilkie, like to learn the game? Or is it just, do you think that consistency that got you, you know, to, you know, damn near scratch golfer? Well, um, obviously learning from them, um, picking their mind. But again, too, at that age, I wasn't really willing to learn anything mm-hmm. at that right. point in my life. Right. You know, <laughs> I, I knew what I was doing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's more or less like, you know, hitting draws when you need to hit draws and hitting mm-hmm. cuts when you want to hit cuts. Um, you know, like that's kind of what I learned from them. Um, and it's just, it's more mental and, you know, picking their mind and, you know, cuts against the wind or draws right. against the wind or whatever, just to so the land softer. But um, yeah, it's um, instrumental for sure. Um you know, now, and like I said, I, I love playing golf with those guys. It's great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds, seems like you started fairly late, you know, you were, you were uh, 15, 20 years old or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that was, that was really just recreational golf. Right. Yeah. Like, I didn't get serious into it till about 15 years ago. So probably I was 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, yeah, yeah. it's, um, but I, I picked it up and I loved it. Like it's, um, you know, I've met so many guys. I remember, um, Aaron Cockerell. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. You know, he's playing on the European tour. Yeah. Now. yeah. And I remember him playing, we were on three at a Cinnamoine and, um, I remember we were playing him and I think it was Ryan Schuldice. I can't remember one of the, mm. one of the dice brothers <laughs> and, um, Cockerell hit a hybrid. I remember a second shot into three. And put it to like six inches. Wow, six inches, and How, it's just and the kids sixteen years old. Yeah, like, we're like we're getting we're already two down after two, right? Like, and these kids are sixteen years old. Right, right. And we're was just, this a Monday? Yeah, Monday putter. Okay, yeah. and they would have been like in the junior yeah, team, the, the Manitoba juniors. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow, that's we well, played against some like some of these kids, man. That that, <clears throat> that hit the ball like it's easily fifty yards past me. I'm not, I'm not, fa- I don't hit it that far, mm-hmm. right? But. Um, yeah, it's like 50 yards, like totally. Like, it's like a three club difference, man, For sure. coming into the greens. For sure. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But you got to think, I mean, I always like to think about hockey and we mm-hmm. grew up, you know, playing since we're four or yeah. whatever. You're on the ice like all the time. And if you did that at golf, you know, if you're putting in that type of work in hours into uh, golf from such uh, a young age yeah. and plus some some natural talent too <laughs> yeah. i'm sure you know you would be that good too at, at that age I, yeah and it's it, it, it's all practice right like it's yeah. um you know I, I i can get into my hockey about it it's just 
you know, my dad put me on the ice at five years old, right? Right. Like, how did I get better? I just didn't stand there and get better, right? Yeah. I had to practice it, right? Yeah. So um, that's a that's a big thing that, and just mentally to, to understand that, you know, practicing things in, you know, in, in sports, you're going to get better. Right. And in mm-hmm. life, you're going to get better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so yeah. yeah. Was that your first sport then? Your first love, I guess, would be hockey? Yes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like that started out, like I said, I was five. I remember my dad would put me on the ice at Allard Arena and he knew the guy that cleaned the ice there. Mm-hmm. So I'd be there at five o'clock in the morning when we get free ice. <laughs> nice. And dad, you know, dad'd be, in, dad'd be a little tight in the wallet or the pockets, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I remember, you know, going out playing hockey at five and then I grew up... Um, out in the West End, or, well, not West, like, Unicity area. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. Crestview. St. Charles. It was back in the day, St. Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, went to Crestview, uh, and then they amalgamated St. Charles and Crestview together. Mm. Um, so then, um, yeah, I remember, you know, being a 7, 8-year-old playing for St. Charles Maroons, if you guys remember those old St. Charles jerseys. <laughs> no, oh, no, yeah. no, no. Oh, yeah, those are beauties. <laughs> um but, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, I think it was about nine or 10, um, we amalgamated with Crestview. So it'd have been like Justin Kurtz. Um, he played up, yeah. I think he played in the show for Vancouver. I think it was 35 yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Um, um, gets boys, uh, Mickelson's, uh, Scott Mickelson. Um, and we had a phenomenal team at 10 years old. We won everything. Right. Um, <laughs> And I was lucky enough to be named captain of that team. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, so it was, uh, um, you know, and getting into, I guess my minor hockey and that's where I guess I really met Merce, uh, Mm -hmm. and, um, I guess 11, we started double a, um, and playing double a together. Um, and you know, 11, 12, uh, double a 13, I think, yeah, I played, we, we had a peewee team. Um, Justin, we were stacked, stacked. We won, every, we won everything. I remember we won game seven um, at Civic Center, um, four, three. We were 13 years old. We hopped on the bus and drove to Saskatoon that night and won the tournament in Saskatoon wow. that weekend. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. And then, and then came back roll. and then came back yeah. and then won provincials against Brandon after that. Right. <laughs> so um, 14, 15, <laughs> I guess I ended up playing triple A. Um, and that's when uh, I guess I started to notice. I started to notice the letters coming in, like f- right. 15, 16 from Western League teams. Mm-hmm. Um, it went, um, I guess it was about 90, 97, I guess, 97. Uh, tried out for the Wheat Kings. Um, and, um, and um, yeah, I, I was going to, I heard I was going to make the team. I don't know. Um, I ended up, <laughs> <laughs> my... <laughs> My ego, my attitude kind of got in the way. Um, and, and I remember I had a chew in my mouth and I was in the lobby. <laughs> no, and no. Bob Lowe's, I think, was the coach. And he said to me, there's no chewing tobacco in the dressing room. I'm like, I'm not in the dressing room. I'm outside. And there was like 2,000 people in there. Oh, <laughs> and he just went up and down one side of me. And I just said, I'm done. I don't need, I don't, I don't want to be treated like this. Mm-hmm. And um, I came back and I ended up playing St. James Canadians mm-hmm. as a 16-year-old. And, um, that was crazy. I remember my first face off, I lined up and I had the full, I had the, I had the full bubble on All right. Yeah. and I lined up against a guy, Paul Friesen and he had no upper deck and I had like the catfish oh. chin, like three hairs out the bottom here, two over <laughs> right, here, right. a couple up top yeah. and he had no upper deck and I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking, this guy's yeah. going to kill me. Cause these guys are like what? 20, 20, 20 yeah. and I'm 16. Yeah. 
Like I got, I got pipe cleaners for arms here, man. Yeah. I got like 150 pounds soaking wet. Wow. And, um, so I played, I started, I played junior, uh, Canadians at 16. And then, uh, my 17 year old year, um, um, I had a, um, it was, it was, a, it was a pretty cool experience playing then. Mm -hmm. Um, and then 18, we ended up winning, uh, winning an MJ championship. Right. And I went to Melfort to play Saskatchewan. And it's totally different, totally different hockey compared to MJ now compared to when I played. Right. Like they eat, breathe and crap oh, hockey. Right. right. Yeah. Like, and now it's like, there's one Winnipeg team that, you know, they're on the ice in the morning. They have a morning skate and they have a meal. Then it's, right. you know, when I was playing junior hockey, I worked at Smitty's from <laughs> eight till three in the morning, right. hung over. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, and it practice was, once a week, yeah, maybe twice, or twice, twice a week. week. Twice, it was my, well, and we would practice Monday nights, um, Monday nights at, I want to say seven, no, eight fifteen. And we were out and I was the first guy out of the room because I wanted to make it to the A, the big A disco um, <laughs> before the lineup got <laughs> thick. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and then Wednesday nights we practiced too. So that was and then they would we would have a game maybe maybe one Tuesday a week or not one Tuesday a week, but so a, a game during the week and then mm -hmm. usually on a weekend. Right. Or two, two or three. So yeah. it was um, <clears throat> it was pretty cool experience. And then after I, I so we won two championships. Back to back, um, 95, 96, 96, 97. Um, and then lost in the Anavet Cup to Saskatchewan because, like I said, like, the, right, right. like it was a totally different, like it was a totally different league. Okay. Like it was just in, like, it in was, what way? Like, uh, like it was just like men playing boys. Right. Like it was just no, con like I remember we were throwing we, you guys around. Well, we, were, we were on the power play in Melfort. We had to dump the puck out of our own end oh, like, on the power play yeah. just to get out of our own end. Yeah. Like it was just. It was Amazing. crazy. Um, like I feel like and that was a pretty tough league, even in in Manitoba, right? Like yeah. there's lots of fighting <laughs> right. and and like yeah. obviously a lot different than from what it is, like hockey now. I, right? I can I can thank you for our um, Sean Mercy for being my uh, protector on the right. ice. Because, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm the lover out there. He was the fighter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many times he, we had a we were playing against the Blues, I think, and somebody ran our goalie, and I just looked, and all, all of a sudden I just saw gloves flying. I'm like, oh no, here we go again. Wow. And it's just, there's Mercy in there, and he's throwing bombs, and it's just it full, turned into a full on line brawl, and I yeah. think I ended up getting my head beaten in. And wow. It was just I wasn't much I mean, of a I wasn't much of a fighter. How many fights were there every game? Like there had to be at least one a game. One right? or, yeah, one or two a game. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I said, like when I go back to the lover, not a fighter, like my last year, last year in the MJ, I was top defenseman in Manitoba. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I, I think I had two hat tricks as a defenseman. Jeez. I, I had, if I remember it right, I think I had no goals and 37 assists coming to the all-star break. And I finished with 21 goals in the second half of the season <laughs> as a defenseman. Right. Yeah. So it's just That's like, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was, it wasn't bad. Like we had a couple other guys. Tommy Plesh was there too. He was a young guy. I took him under our wing. He was a 16 year old. I think when I was <clears throat> 19, I think, but um, yeah. And then I finished up my junior career. I ended up playing um, for, or, <clears throat> pardon me, Brandon uh, university. Mm. Uh, played there for a year. And again, uh, that's the point of my life. I wasn't really focused on hockey. Right. Just, you know, I, I wanted mm. to go there to play hockey, but you know, I was, 
I wanted to, I wanted to party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they come and like scout you or like yeah. you knew a guy? Yeah. <laughs> they, well, a lot of our guys from the Canadians the year before, uh, Ryden Marco, uh, Greg Zabricki, Curtis Menzel, all those guys that I played with Canadians, they were in Brandon. So they kind of okay recruited me, I guess, to come out there. So like I said, I, I played a year out there and, um, I know my attitude wasn't in the right spot. Mm. Um, so, you know, it was, um, it was, it was, a, it was an experience. It was, I guess if I look at life now and look back to that, it's a learning experience for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I ended up playing wise guys, uh, senior hockey after that. And that's a whole different story. Right. I, I, I'm sure you, you, if you guys remember. <laughs> kind of heard of it, but wise, like, yeah. But tell us, please. Wise, wise guys, wise guys hockey <laughs> is, it's a senior league. They're done now. And I don't know if you guys remember the wise guys bar that used to be downtown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, it, um, I, I, I was, I think I, I tried out and the first tryout I had, the coach says, Oh, here you go. Sign, sign right here. Right. (laughs) Right. I'm like, okay. So um, hundred bucks a game or whatever. Well, yeah. Well, it was wise guys bar. (laughs) Okay. I could go back to the bar anytime. Yeah. Yeah, You get a tab and, um, And I think it was my second year there. They named me captain. So now I'm Jeez. the captain of Wise Guys Bar hockey team, right? right. So this this secret, this this is going right to my head, right? So um, and the age group for that is just pretty well anyone anything after after you're done junior. Oh, yeah. So like there were like, there were a couple, couple other guys that were like mid thirties when I first oh, when really? I first okay. started playing. Yeah, and guys that were unbelievable hockey players right. too at that age. Right. Uh, and, and that taught me a lot of the game too of the two foot pass, right? Everybody wants to make the nice long stretch mm-hmm. pass up the ice. Well, a two foot pass when you're 30 years old saves you a lot of gas. I'll tell you that. Right. <laughs> right, right. So, um, yeah, it's a, it was a different, it was a pretty cool experience. Um, and I played there for a couple of years and then, um, I took a couple of years off and then I started, I played a year, um, I think it was in Arburg. Yeah. Arburg. I played a year out there and mm-hmm. I, uh, was, um, I hurt my hip um, actually at work, uh, which I wouldn't be, well, I, I wasn't able to finish the season there, but that pretty much put the end of my hockey career. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't just cause I blew my hip out. It's just, I lost interest in it. Right. 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 Um, you know, I still play the odd game now with the guys um, mm-hmm. and um, you know, guys need a spare and stuff like that. Like, Still our, got it. One of our, yeah, well, <laughs> one of our, one of our good buddies, Timmy G always tries to drag me out there too. But um, yeah, it's, it's, and like I said, just a lot of time, you know, with my daughter and, you know, just working on myself and doing my own things. Um, For sure. It, it's, um, it's a lot, uh, it's a lot to kind of incorporate really, if I wanted to play, like I can't commit to a, a, a team to play full time. It's just, it's just too much for me because I yeah. get my daughter 50, 50. So, yeah. yeah. And of course with golf too. Well, <laughs> right. you, said, you said earlier, I mean, as we all know, golf does take up quite a bit of time. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Yeah, for sure. And so trying to get out there and, and play, but nonetheless, you still get out there. So what, what's your handicap now? Like, what are you sitting at now? Oh, I don't even know what it would be no. at. No, boys. Uh, I would probably say close to a five. There was, um, I don't know if it was last. No, I don't know if it was last. No, it was the year before. Um, I smoothed out a 68 at the bone. Ooh. So that was, that's my lowest ever. My lowest ever before that was 69 um, nice. there. But um, yeah, I haven't, I don't really keep track of my handicap anymore. It's just yeah. I'm kind of out there. I tried to look it up on Golf Canada and you were unlisted oh, uh, yeah. under <laughs> under your uh, Scott Ribble name. Maybe you have a uh, <laughs> alias. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did end up though in 2020, you ended up runner up at the Cinnaboyne Golf and Country Club yes. as the men's club championship. So I guess what, Tim Miller, of course, won that as he yeah. usually uh, does yeah, every Timmy year. Yeah, Timmy did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was, um, 
that was a different, uh, that was a different kind of year for me, really. That was two years ago. Right. Um, and a lot's changed, I guess, since I really started getting it, getting into golf. Right. Um, right. Well then let's maybe we can kind of go before then because sure. it's like, when did stuff kind of fall off the rails for you? Like you did, was it because you stopped playing hockey? Um, or was it just something you were always kind of into a certain lifestyle and then it just kind of hit, hit yeah, rock bottom? I yeah. Guess yeah. And, and guys, I can say the rock bottom for me would have been January 27, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, like my best friend, you know, Sean Mercier pulled me over. Um, I was hired in a kite, mm-hmm. um, you know, under the influence of cocaine. Um, and, um, that's when I kind of, I, I fought it that night. I fought it that night. And I, and I thought, you know what? Like, uh, no, I, I don't have a problem. I don't have a right. problem. And it was just, I think it was the day after that, the day after that, it was just like all the guilt, um, the embarrassment, the remorse just kind of mm-hmm. just sat with me. And I'm just like, I can't live my life like this anymore. Right. Like I just can't live my life like this. So, um, you know, like I, I, as, as we call it now, um, like I tried white knuckling it, white knuckling it, you know, just by trying to do it by myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's where I, you know, it took me, I think I did it for about a month. I white knuckled it. And, and I remember so this would have been 2020, 2020, yeah, yeah. 2020, okay. 2020. And so I remember if anybody follows me on Facebook, if you go back to, I think it's around March 1st. So January 27th, so all of February and it was March 1st. And I, in the thick of a pandemic, yeah. everyone's yeah. shut down. Not, not, you're not right. even allowed to see people. Right. right. Yeah. And, um, I remember, uh, I put a post on Facebook that I needed help, mm. that I needed help, um, because I was struggling and, um, you know, it's, it, it was crazy how, um, people reached out to me. It was just like ribs, like, what do you need? Like, mm-hmm. what do you need? Like, you know, like, and it was just, you know, it was still kind of living in that mindset that, that, you know, like I'm the only one in the world like this, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I just sat there and I was just like, you know, like my life's a mess. Um, you know, like I'm the only one that's like this. And, um, I put my stuff on Facebook and the support that I had, um, absolutely blew up, um, on my social media and, um, a good friend of mine, uh, Jeremy Wilson, uh, which is now my counselor, mm-hmm. um, you know, said to me, reach out ribs, reach out. And, um, so I reached out to him and, um, started kind of just talking just about life, um, what's going on and what was, what, what I was going through. Um, and, um, another friend of mine, um, actually saw my post and asked me, you know, like says to me, you know, like I, I go to meetings, um, would you be interested in going? And I was just at this point, I was just like, yeah, I need to go. Mm-hmm. Like I just need to go. And I remember walking into um, my support group and I walked in there and like my palms were sweating. Right. Like I was sweating <laughs> buckets, man. Right. And it's just like, I remember walking up these stairs and these stairs looked like they had to have been, oh man, like, like a, this is like a dark, dark black hallway. Like <laughs> right. you're just walking up these stairs and then just, yeah. and all of a sudden you're just seeing these people and these people are looking at you and it's just like, oh man, like my life's a mess. My life's mm-hmm. a mess. And, um, I remember sitting down and it's one guy, the first guy that talked, um, said to, you know, he says, well, you know, I, I lied to my wife about where, where my money was going, what I was doing and where I was at. And I was just thinking, 
you know what, man? I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. I'm not alone. These are all things that that I've done. And um, um, so I continued to go to these meetings. And I remember my last meeting, I remember sitting there and it goes around the room and, and they just ask you to share how you're feeling or what's going on. And, um, and uh, it, I was the last person to talk. And I remember... The, the guy that was chairing the meeting, he said to me, Scott, would you like to share? And I just looked at him and I said, yes. And I broke down in tears and I just like barfed out my whole life of what mm-hmm. I've done, what, what my life's been about. And it's, um, I walked out of there. It was almost like the weight, like a 40 pound weight was off my back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just continued going to, um, meetings, um, um, AA meetings and, um, and just work in the program. But again, too, I, I did take a, a, a process through my counselor, uh, Jeremy Wilson, uh, the Genesis process and it's a faith driven book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you didn't you ask me if Scott Ribble believed, had a belief, you know, uh, two, three years ago, I would have said not a chance. You, right. you had me a book about addiction. I'm going to throw that in the garbage. Right. <laughs> right. So, right. um, it's, um, it's, just, it's a continuous process, um, for me, um, you know, um, where I'm at now, I'm over two years, um, clean and sober, um, right. which, you know, makes life a lot easier. Um, and there's so many good things that have happened in my life. Um, you know, the, the people that I have in my life I, I, and I can go back and, you know, I remember, I think it was a month after, um, I'm divorced, um, you know, I, I was married for oh, five years. I was together with her for 16 years. And, um, uh, I remember it was, I think it was about a month, month after a meeting. So I guess March, no, no, no. Um, yeah, it was March sometime. And we were having, a, we were having trouble with my daughter at school. She was acting out for mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's like, well, she always listens to you. you know, do you want to, do you want to maybe come or whatever? And, and, you know, my daughter's, my daughter's mom knew that there was a problem, knew something was going on. Um, but I just couldn't tell her, right. like I just couldn't tell her what was going on yet. So I remember we walked out the, I walked out the door that day and I was going to meet them at, I met them at school and I walked out the door that day and it was just weird. Um, you know, and, and it goes back to where my counselor, you know, said to me like ribs, like just start out for three things that you're thankful for every morning. And just say, just say them out loud. Like, cause you're sitting there having your coffee, three things that you're thankful for my daughter, my life, and my job. And it started with three things like that. And it's just like, I walked out the door and it was brighter out that morning. And I'm like, huh? And I'm like, I feel taller. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So we go to the school and I remember, you know, I said to, said to my daughter, I said, Naya, give mom a hug and a kiss, give dad a hug and a kiss and go to the window and wave. Boom, boom, done. Right. Like, and as I'm walking out, my daughter's mom says to me, Scott, that never happens. And I'm like, hmm. huh, right, exactly, huh. Mm-hmm. So I stood there in the front of her, the front of my daughter's school um, and told um, my ex-wife that I destroyed our marriage uh, with my drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. addiction. Um, probably no more freeing of a feeling um, for me, but let alone for her. Right. I couldn't leave her trapped knowing or, or wondering why our marriage did end. Right. So 
that goes back to working my program and where I'm at. It's taking responsibility for my life, mm-hmm. um, being accountable for what I've done. Um, so yeah. And it's just, you know, things just kept getting better. And when I say getting better, um, like things that would, that would be, I guess, you know, turn out, I would think that would turn out crappy, mm-hmm. turn out good. Mm. And I'm like, this is okay. I'm getting it. And then I started into the gym. Um, that was another big thing too. That was, I needed an outlet instead of using cocaine and drinking booze. Right. Right. So I got into the gym and trust me, man, change is hard. And I remember getting into the gym and it's just like, I cannot stand this. Right. Well, <laughs> so you weren't a gym person no. prior to that. No. Okay. No. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, wow. like I was 242 pounds at one point. Okay. Um, and, um, but even like playing like in hockey or anything like that you just didn't, I didn't, really gym I, I didn't, just, I no. didn't, you know, and that's, you know, if I look back on it now, it's just like, maybe if I put the work into the gym, I could have taken it somewhere, right. but you know, <laughs> the past is the past, right? I'm, I'm, right. I'm right here right now. Your yeah. skills could take you so far yeah. right. anyways. Why, right. why, but, but, but I, like, uh, I did a lot of that when I said, well, you know what? I got enough talent. I'm good. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't put in the work, right? <laughs> Yeah. So if you, th- if I think of it like that, and I think we talked about it before that, um, you know, p- putting me on the ice, my dad at five years old, I didn't get good by standing there. Like I had to practice it. Right. Right. So where I'm at now, it's, I practice life mm-hmm. and life being, you know, being kind, um, being honest, um, you know, like I was, I was a compulsive liar. Like I was a compulsive liar and that's what addiction does. It just, it brings out the worst. Um, you know, it brought the worst out in me. Right. Um, you know, I lied, manipulated, um, you know, I, to my entire family. Um, and it led me, it led me in the wrong direction. And, you know, and I go back and, and there, there's something new I learn every single day. Um, and it's, it, it, you know, I, it's, I have a choice every single day now in life, right? Like I can, I can wake up and I can hate life or I can wake up and love life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just choose to love life. Um, you know, like the people that I have in my life now, um, you know, I have my, my mom's back in my life. I, I text my mom every morning and tell her I love her. My dad, you know, every day, love you, dad, have a great day. Mm-hmm. And there's just, there's more people, um, more people like that in my life, you know, and a lot of the people from my support group, you know, you know, and I remember that was a, one of the, one of the things my counselor said to me, the first, one of the first things we were talking on the phone and we, you know, end of the conversation, he's like, I'm a, he's like, I love your ribs. And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just weird. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not weird. It's not weird. Um, to tell your buddies you love them. Right. Um, you care about them. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's for just, sure. I, I thought of that totally differently. And that's where it's mindset, right? Like I was, I was stuck in a life surviving. Like I, I, right. I, I didn't have a purpose. I didn't think there was a purpose. I was just, you know, it's, there's a saying, uh, you know, in one of the books I read, and that's another thing, books I read, like, you know, I think we talked about it that <laughs> right, right before, yeah. JR, read books, like who reads books, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and it's, um, um, survival, um, survival wins. Um, I can't remember the exact line of it, but it's, if you go back and think about it now in the mindset, um, it's, 
I was surviving in life, just doing the exact same thing over and over again. Right. And I mean, that's the definition of insanity. It's mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over again, expecting change. Well, nothing's going to change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So understanding that to, um, I had to change myself and I didn't, I, you know, you always think, okay, well this thing will make me happy. That thing will make me happy. Well, no, like it's all, it's all from the inside out. And that's what I found now. And I found it. And like the, the, the inner love that I have, the inner peace, the inner contentment, these are all words that I had no clue what they meant before. Right. (laughs) And it's just living life now to the fullest. And it's just, um, there's so many things that, you know, you know, like I was at a meeting tonight and it was just talked about willingness, like willingness, it's willingness to listen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, and if there's really, um, one of the biggest things or advice that, that I could even recommend to anybody, it's just listen to what your loved ones are telling you. And that's just, mm-hmm. that's just part of it. And it's just to sit back. Like I, I didn't, I didn't listen to my mom, my dad, I have an ex-wife to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just listening. And, and, and that's, and that's res- Can you remember points prior to, you know, like that rock bottom point where people are telling you, Hey Scott, or trying to reach out to help you and, and you may be pushing them away. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. And it's now that you see it, it's just there. If you look at it, like, so I was looking at it as an attack. Like they're, mm. they're trying to get into my business and I'm taking it as an attack. Yeah. So if somebody's trying to attack me, you're going to get defensive, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to get defensive because you're taking it, but it's your mindset, but it's understanding they're doing it out of love because they care about you and they know you're capable of a bigger game. Yeah. Right. And that's where my mindset wasn't right. So, um, understanding that and, and, you know, it's, it's changing the mindset completely, um, to, to be thankful for the littlest things. Like I have a house over my head. Like I had, I had January 27th, 2020, I had $7 to my name. Wow. $7. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a house, um, I had a daughter to support. Um, but I had $7 to my name. Um, in a year and a half, um, of just, willingness to work on myself and, and to understand life and, and, and people, um, that were in my life. Um, you know, I paid off a $15,000 line of credit. Um, you know, like I I have money to do things now. I just bought, I just bought a vehicle three weeks ago, my first vehicle. I'm 45 years old. Right. Yeah. You know, and these are all things that I couldn't have done before on with $7. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, my, like you say, like the interventions, I don't know how many interventions, you know, mm-hmm. my family would say, like, what are you doing, Scott? What are you doing? And it's right. just like, nothing, nothing, nothing. Like, what do you mean? Like, mm-hmm. don't try to control me. Yeah. And then what, 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 I guess you say rock bottom and what just something just goes off and you hear it a lot Yeah. and, and just your mind clicks and you say, wow, you kind of get a glimpse of yourself or, you know, how does that come about? You know, you can't, you know, you can't obviously your loved ones are trying to make you right. realize yeah. this, this rock bottomness. Yeah. but how does one, you know, how does that, yeah. How does it come about? I don't know. And, and like, like how I said, <laughs> it, how I said it before, it's, uh, it's like, you know, the inner peace that I have, the inner um, love that I have, everything that I have from the inside out now was 
me standing there looking in the mirror and having the realization that, Hey, like I got to make a change. Right. Um, and it's only you and only you can make that change. Mm -hmm. Um, nobody else can do it for you. Um, I've been, I've, I've been that on that side. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been through that now. I've seen that on another side Mm -hmm. and it's no person is going to make you change. They can love you more. They can, you know, um, try and try and try and try and try, but it's, it's only you that can change you and realize that, Hey man, my life, there's, there's more to life than, than snorting cocaine and drinking booze, right. partying, mm-hmm. you know, like I was the life of the party. I wanted to, uh, there was a party. I there was that expectation, I, right? You I, had that expectation of yourself that you thought you had to be right. this person, right? Right, yeah. right. And it's, um, you know, there's a party going on. Oh, ribs is here. Ribs is here. It's just like, yeah. you know, now like, you know, with, with the people in my life, um, like I said, like the, the support group that I have, like the, the people in my life, um, now, um, you know, I got an amazing girlfriend, um, you know, and her two kids and my daughter. And it's just, that's what life's about right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's about growing, um, you know, together making memories, you know, for the, for these kids, you know, like I can go back far enough and look back to it. The, the childhood trauma that I, that I endured, but again, two people, people might not think trauma, trauma is different from you and I, or to anybody else. When they say trauma, they could think physical trauma. Well, there could be physical trauma in there. I didn't go through any of that. The trauma that I, that I went through, um, was, I didn't know what emotions were. I didn't know what love was, um, you know, uh, and it's not, you know, when, when, you know, my parents split up when I was 16, I blame my parents. I blame my parents for being, I'm going to be a different kid because I don't have a mom and a dad together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mom went this way, dad went that way. Scott went this way, right? Well, I'm 16 years old playing junior hockey. Right. You know, I got 20 year old men there that can get me into the crazy bar in the A right. pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, but again, too, I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming them. I just, that's the life I wanted to live. Right. For sure. For sure. So, um, any 16 year old would. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's tough, tough to say no to that. Right. Totally. You know, like you, yeah. you got booze, you got women and it's just, it goes hand in hand. And it was just, it was the lifestyle that I lived and, um, the and that's a lot of the the part of it too that that I, I didn't understand like I didn't understand what compassion was like compassion's putting myself in now I can put myself into my my daughter's mom's shoes to know exactly what I did to her right mm-hmm. yeah and, and and say like man like I'm fully responsible for ruining our marriage I can say that um and um yeah I'm not gonna live in the past um she's, she's a great mom. Um, you know, she's got a partner and, and I'm happy for her. And, and, you know, my daughter's, that's the daughter, my daughter's number one, right? Like she's mm-hmm. being taken care of. Um, and the emotion part of it that, that I didn't grasp is that for me, and I look at life differently as like a, a, a choice or a law, of the law of attraction. Um, and when, when I was a kid, um, if I didn't get attention, I'd go to the hockey rink. Right. Mm. And, and that attention was, you know, like I didn't come from a, a I don't want to say a loving family, but yeah, I knew my mom and dad loved me for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, hug, give me a kiss. You know, there wasn't much of that, but again, to, um, 
I'm not, I'm not blaming them for that in any which way. It's, that's what they were taught from their parents because as kids, when we grow up, we idolize our parents, right? And we, we look at our parents as our idols and it's like, okay, well, my mom and dad didn't know that back then, but I can see it now. Mm -hmm. So now all I, and it's not all I got to do. It's, it's give my daughter that love, give my daughter that affection, you know, tell her I love her, tell her I'm proud of her. Um, and it's, it's not that my parents weren't proud of me. I know that for sure, but it, it was the mental part of it that weighed on me, um, to, to think that you mentally, it's just like, well, they don't care. Well, it's not, they, they care. They care. They just show it different. Everybody shows it differently. Right. So, um, it's uh, it's been a pretty cool um experience really in life um you know like uh, it's fine you know I'm 45 years old now and I finally I finally had to grow up at 42 <laughs> so 42 right yeah. you know like I was I was a 42 year old human being in a 20 year old mindset right, right. where you know self centered ego um <laughs> I I had all that um you know like and a lot of people. You know, like, uh, I love that. Like, I fed off that. Like, who doesn't want to feel like they're King Tut, right? You know, oh, here comes Rebs. Yeah, you know, the living, you know, I remember the boys, oh, here comes the living legend. It's just like, <laughs> great. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, and it's just, like, if I go back to that practicing part, like, I, I, I practice every single day. Like, I do readings in the mornings. Um, you know, I do prayers in the mornings and at night. Um and just, I live a very thankful life now. Um, you know, I'm thankful to be alive, right? It's, mm-hmm. I've lost so many people to overdose and addiction last year. I think I lost seven good friends. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and it, but it's it's giving my time back to um, the people that do struggle. Um, and they they want to sit down and listen. But again, too, that I had to do that first. I had to sit down and listen to what each and every person was saying in my meeting and think, okay, like... And you walk in there and yeah, this guy's, oh, you know, I'm 25 years sober. And it's just like, I want what you have, mm-hmm. right? And now, you know, and he just, like I said, I was just at a meeting tonight and you, and you just, you, you, you listen to these people that walk in there day one and it's just like, man, there's hope. There's hope, mm-hmm. you know, but it just takes work. It takes practice. Yeah. Um, so that's, um, you know, and that's probably a big chunk of my life that I love to talk about that, that I'm not afraid to talk about. And that's just, you know, where, where, where the illness is that I see is that not being able to really tell people how you're feeling, you know, and, and mm-hmm. the toughest question, um, you know, to ever ask, you know, like we can go around and be like, Hey boys, how are you doing? You're like, good, 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 right. good. Mm-hmm. Hey boys. Hey ribs. How are you doing on the inside? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Oh it just hits deep yeah. and it's just like, you don't know, you don't know what somebody's going through mm-hmm. because you don't know if they're going to talk about it or they want to talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's a struggle and, um, you know, that, that all goes back to just being kind, just kind to really, you know, there's people out there that struggle, that struggle that, that don't want to talk about their problems. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's unfortunate. And it just like, it sucks. It, it sucks to see people when you know, when you know, when you say to them, Hey, like, how are you doing on the inside? And they're like, good. And you know, it's sums not good. Yeah. Um, but again, too, again, it goes back to you, Mike. It's just like, 
you can't make anybody talk or, or change them, right? Like right. they're just either stuck in that survival mode. Yeah. You know, like I remember a guy said to me, he said, Ribs, what's a normal life? And I said, well, what's the life? Well, you know, I wake up, I'm pissed off. I go to work, you know, I I come home, I have a couple beers and, you know, uh, and then, you know, I grab some drugs or something like that. And I'm like, well, that's normal to you. My normal's a little different, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it's just, but that goes to the judgment. You know, I'm not going to judge anybody because I've been there. I've been down, I've been, like I told you, $7, man. (laughs) I've been down that hole. Mm -hmm. It's, it's. If you really want to know, it's hell. Yeah. It's hell to to be down there and to to know that you want to make a change, but you don't know what to do. Yeah, and probably at that point thinking that you didn't have anyone that that had your back, right? Because you felt attacked by Correct. people mm-hmm. trying to help right. you. But yeah, and, and, but it, and, and that's just part of the the self centeredness that 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 I had. Yeah, that I that nobody. I'm good. Like Scott Ribble's good. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, I was, I was a mess. I was depressed. Like there were there were nights that I sat at home, you know. It was a, it was the month before I hit my bottom. I remember I missed my two mortgage payments in December, the month before January, crying, sitting at home crying, thinking I don't want to live my life like this anymore. Yeah. Like 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 what am I gonna do? Like it's that's de- depressed, you know. And then the anxiety can flare right up too, right? It's just like, well, how am I going to pay my bills in two weeks now? I got no money. Mm. So it's it's the highs and lows of life that I was living, you know, uh, and, and, and then pile cocaine on top of that. Mm. Well, like you're just adding fuel to the fire. Right. Um, so it's it, like, you know, it's living right now um, at peace, joy, serenity, Um but practicing that, like, you know, what's going to bring me peace? Well, peace will, you know, um, you know, I'll, I'll go to a meeting or something like that. That'll bring peace to me. Or if I'm having a bad day, you know, like I have a program to get me through bad times. And, you know, it's, I, I go to support groups and I, and I, and I talk about my problems and talk about what I went through to help those people that walk in there day one. And it's, um, it's a pretty when when guys get it and when and guys that say women get it, it's 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 the most beautiful thing to see, man. Is is the glow on somebody's face that mm-hmm. they're happy and they're they're like, I get this, and it, it's a tough, you know, like a a lot of saying is that it's it's a tough easy program to do. It is, <laughs> yeah. it is, it is. It's the, it's, it's probably the hardest thing in your life um, to stand there in front of the mirror and make a searching moral inventory of yourself and say like, this is what I'm doing with my life. But uh, you know, like the, the biggest message that I really have about the addiction and the mental side of life um, is just listen to what your loved ones tell you. Like that's just my biggest piece of advice that I've really taken, you know, in, in working my program and working in recovery. Um, we're not alone. And it's, um, there's people out there that struggle every single day. Um, and you know, like we just, we just, we live in hope, right? We live in hope that they, people can make a change or, or see what they're doing Mm -hmm. in their life. And, you know, you can see people out there that, don't struggle with alcohol that, that live with a mindset that's negative. You know, they, they don't have to, they don't have to use drugs or alcohol that have a, a negative mindset. Mm. Um, 
So it's, it's completely, it's a 180 in life really to, to really think of, it's almost practicing a pause and thinking like, and thinking Mm -hmm. like at, at 45 years old now, I got to (laughs) think, you know, before it was, I didn't have to think, I just get cocaine and booze and all the the problems would go away. Right. (laughs) So now it's, it's handling problems and life, um, sober, but, but thinking about them and pausing and, um, you know, it's, it's really just breathing. And, you know, like I said before, like the living, the highs and the lows of life, um, it's just a constant float for me now. Like life's just at peace. Um, there's no chaos in my life. Um, although, although a lot of work to, to practice, you know, positive thinking, all these things, things probably flow a little bit smoother. You're not lying to people or, right. Or yeah, things aren't blowing up or right. And and it's, you know, like the anger, the anger, like, you know, like so much of it is tied together, like in the behavior, it's a behavior pattern. It's right. It's a compulsive disorder behaviors that is what I have. I, I compulsively lied to feed my addiction. Right. And, um, you know, and it's, you know, it's surrendering. Um, I remember a, a good buddy of mine, Johnny Parker. Oh, yeah. You yeah. guys know him yeah. very well. Um, I, I was going for a jog, and I think I was about three months sober. And he said, uh, he says, hey, Ribs, are you, I saw him down the path. And he says, Ribs, are you still in the program? I said, yeah. He says, you surrendered? I said, yeah. I waved the flag, man. And it's surrendering, right? Um you know, for, and it's admitting that, you know, your life's unmanageable and there's two parts to that. And it's, your life is unmanageable because on the days that I wasn't using cocaine or drinking booze, I was still angry. Mm. I was still full with guilt, shame, embarrassment. So yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's life. Like, like I said, like where I'm at in my life right now, um, with the people that are in my life, um, I'm, I'm blessed. I, I, I truly am. Um, and the life just, it, it just keeps getting better for me. Um, you know, things happen, things happen differently for me. Um, so yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's been a, it's been a heck of a ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like I said, I, I, I'm here, I'm living proof. Um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I struggled with cocaine for 20 years, 20 years that between cocaine and alcohol for 20 years. And, um, you know, life, life can, it will get better if you put the work in. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and that's one of the, cause I've known you for quite a while from yeah. Sinboin golf club and having worked there and, you know, seen you play. And one of the things that really struck me was, you know, there's kind of two different versions of you on the golf course. Right. There was, right. you know, before recovery and then right. now, right. You, I think you said you actually had to relearn oh. the game of golf. So yeah. what, what was that? Like, what was the experience of playing with ribs, you know, a few years ago compared to playing with, you know, ribs, you know, now. 2020 and now. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, I, like a night out golfing with the boys usually consisted of cocaine and alcohol. Mm. Uh, and, and how, how I can say that now is, um, do I say it was fun? If I look back on it now towards the end, when I was using drugs and alcohol, it, it wasn't fun. I was very mm. paranoid. Um, but I thought to myself in my mind, I can shoot the lowest score possible right. when I'm high. Right. right? <laughs> so fast forward now to club championship. Um, 
not last year, the year before. Right. And so 2020. So 2020. You're, you're uh, a few 20, months. Yeah. A few so, months sober. I remember we started playing Monday putter that year. I could, I'm trying to hit draws and I'm blocking things dead right. I'm trying to hit like cuts and I'm double crossing, pulling everything left. <laughs> Yardages were a mess. I couldn't figure out anything. And I remember we were walking down to cinema and I was ready to throw my clubs in a creek on three. <laughs> I was just like, this is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, like how is it hard to play golf again? Sober. Right. I don't like, so I just kept going at it, going at it, going at it. And it was just like, Okay, and it dawned on me. It's just like, Ribs, you're playing golf sober now. This is different. Yeah. It's different. Like, relax. Yeah. Like, don't be so hard on yourself, right? So um, I remember we were got the club championship, and I, I played a couple times before the, the club championship, and, and I think I shot, shot 72 first round. So I think mm-hmm. me and Timmy Miller were tied. Mm-hmm. Round two, so the last round, um, we were tied after nine. It was just me and Timmy. I think everybody, everybody else fell off the face of the earth. But it was me and well, but Timmy's really good. Yeah. Um, and then we got up to uh, what is that? Twelve. We got up to twelve, and I wanted to ride. I wanted to ride the wind and hit a cut down three. I wanted to ride it, but we know the creek's on the right, mm-hmm. right. I overcut it, put it in the creek, and I'm like, oh, great. And I ended up taking taking my drop. I put my approach in, uh, I think, the front bunker on 12 on the right. Hit it over to the other bunker. Uh-huh. I think I took an eight. <laughs> and um, so that's, I took, so I was three back there. I birdied, I think, 14 and 15 to get back within one. And I think he birdied 17, go up by two and then he birdied 18. I think he won by three or something Mm. like that. But that was a win for me in my mind because I know what club championship weekend was about. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, we, we've told the stories before on this pod. We've heard it for you. Championship. Like it was, it was, if you have any, feel free to tell. (laughs) (laughs) Way too many boys. Way too many. But, um, it was, it was kind of like, I know what it was like before because it would be, I would have been hiring a kite on Saturday, drunk, um, messed it up. And my head would have felt like a baden basketball Sunday morning right. mm-hmm. and trying to peg up the, peg up the ball at 9am right. after going, <laughs> after going, maybe not going to bed exactly, right? yeah. or going to bed at 6am. Um, <laughs> wasn't fun right and i remember so many times there was a couple of years there i remember a couple of times I, sh- I was in the lead or, or tied for the lead and i go out and just smooth out a sweet 85 the next day right because i got completely crippled the night before right so that was a that was a win for me in my mind to finish second place um so yeah it's um it, like i said it's it's just it's different and just having the mindset too mm-hmm. right so and knowing that Hey, like I just have a choice every day to wake up and, and live sober. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. prefer it. So yeah. Good. You got any more questions there, Mike? 
Uh, well, one of my questions yeah. was, uh, did, they were the long putt in the clubhouse oh, yes. at Boyne. Yeah. What's it called? OLFP, one, one long fucking putt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever done that or have you attempted I, it? I've attempted it. I don't yeah. think I've ever gotten it. Though. Yeah. No, I don't think I've ever gotten <laughs> I it. I saw it for the first time only last year. Millsy showed me. So yeah. maybe this year I'll take a shot. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, it's, yeah. it's got a little bit of a, it's got a little bit of a right to left break in it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try not to hit the columns on the a way couple through. Of <laughs> a couple of right to left yeah, breaks, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, and then the hole is like only a hair, hair bigger than the ball. Yeah, yeah it's but, not. It's um, not big at all. Are you in Monday Puttier uh, this year, or? Yeah, I'll I'll probably be yeah. back to Cinnamon this year. Um, when does that start up? Well, when, well yeah, maybe when all the snow's gone, because they right. usually start really yeah, it early. Usually starts May, beginning yeah. of May. It yeah. usually does, but and um, it's like freezing out. I know. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's. Um, I'll definitely be back and see the boys there and definitely maybe get in a men's night. I think Jordan and I were talking. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't get too many men's. I, I don't, I think I might've played with you once or twice with Timmy and Merce last Probably, year yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Not last year, but um, I think it was a year before. Yeah. I think it was a year before, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's um, I, like I say, like the men's nights are, um, you know, uh, between having my daughter 50, 50 and stuff like that. It's just, right. you know, work, lot, working full yeah. time. Yeah. Right. So yeah. And too, I don't want to wake up with the, with my head feeling like a basketball. Yeah. So you know what? <laughs> I'll just pass on those. <laughs> sure. We've all heard horror stories yeah. on those. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, you. I was gonna say, do you you still play hockey? But you mentioned that you kind of once in a while. You, you yeah, get out once there. in a while. Um, and it's um, um, you know, like I was playing Sundays with a, a group from MacDon uh, out at Maple's Multiplex, and they um, it was just like I hurt my groin, and, and like I didn't want to, I didn't want to aggravate it anymore. Like I said, I'm 45. Like playing beer league hockey ain't gonna pay the bills. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I just I kept on with the gym um and just doing my my routines at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um like I said, I'm in the gym now five days a week and it's just it's a it's a healthy outlet for me, right? Yeah. So that I that I love to go to and I've, you know, made new friends there, right? Yeah. And it, it's crazy it's crazy to go there um and just meet people and people walk up to you and they're just like Hey man, you know, I, I, I hear you're sober in recovery mm-hmm. and it's just like, they're like, wow, man, you know, like I'm, I'm proud of you. I don't even know these people. Right. And it's just like, you know what? It just makes you feel good. Right. Sure. And that's part of life, man. It's just, you know, if you can make people feel good in any part of the day, you know, with a compliment or, you know, or, Hey, you look good or, mm-hmm. or, Hey, you know, have a good day. Yeah. And that's, that's what it's about now. And it's, um, you know, if I can add, you know, where, where I added hell to a lot of people's lives, you know, now it's just, if I can add happiness to your life, um, for sure. Then, Hey, and then being considerate of others. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> well, that's, that's Mike, that's learning <laughs> compassion too. Right. Exactly, so, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's been a work of progress. You, and it's, uh, it's, go ahead. Calmer, calmer on the course now. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not saying you were angry and never played with you, but right. I, I can see some people, uh, you know, competitive people can get very angry on the golf 100%, course. percent. Um, and you know, that's a lot with, um, working on myself. Um, it, it, uh, there's not much, there's not much that's going to make me angry anymore mm-hmm. because, it's a response to something. If something is irritating me or something is ticking me off, that's inside of me that I got to figure out why. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, like, uh, you know, one of the practicing patients, right. 
it's patience mm-hmm. in life, right? Like I'm not, you know, like I, I can I can relate it to so many things. Like going back, patient. I had to be patient to get good at hockey. I have to right. be patient, you know, in my recovery to keep getting better every day. Right. Right. So, um, patience is a very key one. Um, <laughs> you know, and a lot of people don't have that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, too, it's, um, it's, you know, patience, understanding, um, and accepting really for me. So and what was the quote from the amateur championship? What were you, were you whispering in the backswing? Uh, oh, no, no, when he was putting, when Wilkes yeah, was putting yeah. nice and Nice and smooth, Wilkes. Nice and smooth. Nice and smooth. I think it was Wilkes. Put that in I'm going to get my buddies <laughs> yeah. to say that when I'm putting. <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah. Maybe it'll help. Maybe it'll help. Maybe it'll help. Maybe not it'll help. likely. Maybe, yeah, it, well, maybe it'll last. Yeah, for sure. There. But yeah, that's, that's <laughs> nice awesome. Nice and smooth, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I like nice that one. Nice and smooth. Yeah. Jeez. That was good. Well, that's, you good for that one? Yeah. I think we can probably get into our uh, back nine. Ooh. Good. Unless right. you had anything else. Uh, um, no, we may touch on something before, sure. like at the, at the end of the, the back yeah, nine lightning yeah. round. But let's get into the back nine lightning round. And it's for Bryce. Matt Lashewski, who's an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. And we're also, um, like every episode, we have his info in our show notes. Mm-hmm. So you can uh, get a hold of him one touch. And yeah, hopefully next month, um, or I guess, yeah, month of May, where you can get him get him on so i think yeah. he should be back i think well, he's back he, he is back. back i did run into him it seems like we've been saying he's in, i in ran into him forever. at ringer social there <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah we'll have to get bryce on and and he can talk investments with us mm-hmm. and uh all sorts of how to s- save on taxes yeah i know and compound uh, interest. i know a few people have been <laughs> very successful with bryce uh, mm-hmm. and so he'll have to give us some some tips for sure some more tips <laughs> Yeah, more Insider tips. tips. <laughs> not those, not those. You can't do those, I don't think. But uh, yeah, so, so ribs, Scott, yeah. Ribble, yeah. if I can. And uh, so are you familiar with the back nine lightning round? No, just a fire away. Fire away. Mm-hmm. We got nine questions, maybe more. Um, so the first one is, have you ever got a hole in one? Yes, I have. Okay. Number four at a Cinnamon. Number four. Mm-hmm. Using a nine iron. Nice. How old were you? Oh, uh, probably five years ago. Okay. Probably forty. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Only one. Only one. That's a that's one more a, than us. Yeah. Yeah, one more than yeah. us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not on uh, what's that? Hold eight. How do you do on hole eight there at That's a long. That's a long part three. No, I don't think I, I've, I've, I've birdied it. I'm sure I birdied it, but for I've, sure. I've for never, sure. I've never had a hole in one there for sure. Yeah, that's I don't know if too many people who have. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what is your preferred golf ball brand or model? Uh, TPX five, Taylor made. Yeah, nice. Oh, there we go. Shout out to EJ. Yep. Shout out to EJ. <laughs> yeah. I really like Taylor them. Made. I really, yeah. They're seems totally, totally, totally receptive around the greens. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to be growing in popularity. Yeah. Yeah. Three years ago, I don't know. I didn't. I hadn't really heard of them, and maybe they didn't even exist. Maybe that's why I hadn't heard of them. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's great. And I think I got some TP fives. I'm going to be trying this year. So that a boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure they'll work, EJ. <laughs> What's your favorite course uh, to play in Manitoba? Obviously, oh, you grew uh, up at the Boneyard, yeah. but uh, you have a what favorite. Is, I would probably say the Fal- Falcon Lake. Yeah, yeah, Falcon yeah. Lake's a beautiful, lush, yeah. lush, um, gorgeous scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's probably my favorite for sure. Very nice. Yeah, it in great shape. I think it was there last year. Yeah, and the greens were just rolling. Yeah, they were rolling a little faster than the the bone in the country club on a <laughs> the country right. club on Nassau, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, Royal Assiniboine. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, so, do you got a bucket list course in Manitoba that you've never played and that you'd love to get out to? So many I courses in this lovely province. Um, I think the, that one uh, is there one in Buffalo Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Come up quite a few times. That's on. That's my yeah. bucket list one. Out, uh, yeah. out east. Played that one yet? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to try that one out there. Actually, my girlfriend mentioned that one about. Uh, she mentioned that one. So does she play? Well, yeah. It looks she, like she looks like she likes to play. So um, I'll probably have to get her out, her and the kids out for a round. Take the kids out for a round. Mm, for nice. sure this summer. Absolutely. Nice. Nice. And uh, if you do have the Golf Canada app, or if you're a member of a golf course and they crash that cart, you're covered. Well, there you go. There That's you go. what I found out. I'm yeah, pretty sure that sure. they cover you to a certain amount of money. Yeah, something yeah sure. you're right. You're don't, to, don't take that as legal advice. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure if that you drive is. the cart into the lake at <laughs> Buffalo Point, you're covered. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, don't take that as legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> a disclaimer yeah, on the exactly, yeah. on the episode. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, what would I guess? What would be the most memorable course that you've ever played in the world? Have you you got out there and seen some courses? Got on some I don't golf know trips? worlds uh, like Brainerd. We yeah. played those oh, golf yeah. courses nice. in Brainerd. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember much of them. No, no, <laughs> no. It was, it was a lot of beverages served right, on sure. that trip for sure. For sure. I think I've been to Brainerd three times, and and yeah. sometimes it's a surprise. Some of those holes. Oh yeah. But uh, Deacons. <laughs> Deacon's Lodge, yeah, that's Deacon's, that Arnold Palmer one. Yeah, yeah that was nice, a beauty. Very nice. I birdied the first hole there, I remember that. Yeah, and it's a that, tough that one, That was because I was early on in the morning, and I don't remember watching yeah. that one, right? You're <laughs> kind of like that elevated key, and there's like yeah. a big valley that yeah. just runs right. And we're, yeah. I think we all we all walked up there, and we're like, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's, the, yeah, I'd have to agree, that's one of the nicest ones I played for sure. Do you have a, do you got a bucket list course that you'd love to get out to? Uh... In Manitoba anywhere, or anywhere. anywhere in the world? Um, if anywhere, I would love to um, maybe Kananaskis or um, Pebble Beach. Right. For sure. You mm-hmm. know, for sure. That'd be pretty cool to play Pebble. Yeah. It'd be pretty wild. Yeah, that would be uh, one day. One day. One, yeah. one day we'll, we'll get out back. there. We'll take the PJ and we'll head out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we touched on this one earlier. Um, so I might. Uh, We'll bring it up again, but what is your career low round? My career lowest is a 68 at Cinnaboyne. Yeah, Cinnaboyne. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, it, I think I was a 68 or 68 was my lowest. My second lowest would be 69 there. Mm-hmm. And they were both at a Cinnaboyne. Nice. At the country what club. What was Wilkie's? Club. Uh, oh, I don't know. It was like 61 or 62 oh, or 63, yeah. somewhere in there. I don't know. Crazy Something like gross. that. <laughs> we, don't need to, we don't need to talk about him. Okay? Continuing on the yeah, bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Continuing on the bone. Leave, leave Wilkie out of this, okay? I, we always ask, uh, what's, what's your most favorite hole at Assiniboine? Um, to, uh, to the Assiniboine members, but... Got a favorite hole to play? I like... Seven. I like seven. Yeah. 
straight away it's straight away but it's you know if it's playing dead into the fan you right. know, like <laughs> if it's playing dead into the fan it's it's a long hole right for sure so yeah. you got to be able to hit you know like a like a, a low drive like a low bullet draw mm-hmm. drive to let it run down the down the moguls oh, yeah, on the left say, hand side right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. hopefully hit it on the right side <laughs> yeah, and yeah, not yeah, to yeah. have to deal with the moguls yeah, played yeah. a few times from uh, from the left fairway there yeah, myself yeah. I remember <laughs> and a few times from Sharp Boulevard too of, I remember one of the funniest things we were playing there it was this was years ago and uh, just couple ladies were in the golf cart and they were just, they were driving down and we met them back at the clubhouse or whatever. And he said, so guys, is it usually that bumpy on seven? <laughs> My buddy says, just on Saturdays, ma'am, just on Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> I just about died. You know what I mean? Just a total jokester, man. I'm yeah. like, just on Saturday. And I just kind of put my head down and just walked away. I'm like, yeah. I, I gotta laugh this one off, man. Like, that's just, that's, uh, that's just, a good one. That's a, yeah. that's a rough yeah. patch, man. That's a rough patch there. Hopefully not anymore, though. They got the nice pass down, down right. the yeah. fairways. Yeah. So, so, uh, hopefully that smooths out everyone's ride. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so I saw that you, uh, you do some fishing too. Yeah. And I was curious if you could say a, a hypothetically of a situation came up and you had to choose golf or fishing for the rest of your life is, is there one that you would pick over the other? I, yes, I, I can say I would probably choose fishing. You sure. would, yeah, yeah, I would. yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. That's a good one. Good um, um, and it always seems that way. Like we've had a lot of fishermen on, right? And, and I feel like people would just maybe it's more of a calming, more fun I'll thing. Use, I'll use the word "boys." Peace, yeah. <laughs> peace, serenity. Um, yeah, like and again to five years ago choose golf all the time right right or now it's just uh, i'm more more at peace in life where you know nature and i did i i was a fishing guide back when i was 20 in ontario okay cool um i did that for two summers um and that's an awesome job mm-hmm. like it's just it, it it is awesome and it, and it isn't because everybody says oh ribs man that's an awesome job man you know you get to fish every day well if the fish aren't biting and these customers are paying you 300 right, bucks yeah. right it gets stressful right, right? you got to give them a show well you got to put fish in the boat is <laughs> what you, you got to be able to cook lunch right right so um yeah that's um I remember uh, that was one of my buddies said, that's awesome, Ribs, you get to fish every day. It's like, man, what a fishing bite. That's why they call it fishing, not catching. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, nice. yeah, it's... Um, you it, get, where do you get out to uh, often? Uh, it, it, I was, we were out actually on the Red River. Uh, Jordy probably remembered uh, Jordan Celeste. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. out with Jordan. Um, nice. We went out in the fall and both of us caught 29-inch walleyes. Jeez. It was Halloween. It was end of October. Most of us caught twenty. Most of us caught twenty-nine inch walleyes. Um, wow, just awesome. Um, yeah, I don't get out as much now. Obviously, mm-hmm. with my daughter. Um, but again, too, it's um, uh, the Red River in the fall times are usually a go-to. I'd like to get out at least once or twice out there. Mm-hmm. There's some master walleyes that are on there, just big pigs. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I do take my dad. Actually, I, no, I, I do take my dad. Uh, we usually go into Crow Duck. Um, okay, usually, where's that? Uh, yeah. Up in the White Shell. Okay. It used to be a catch and release lake only now. You know, you're allowed to fish out of there. But like going in there, 
I, I've taken my dad and I think I want to say the last three or four years, we go for opener and, and no walleyes are spawning. And it's just, it's, it's like a puppet show. Like you drop the middle down and it's just right back up. Like, well, I, I think I caught, <laughs> I caught about 75 fish myself there. Whoa. You can ask Timmy, Timmy G's a, a good, you know, guy to, to let know about that fishing story. Cause the last <laughs> time I think I went in there with Timmy G, he had his gardening gloves on because he didn't want to touch the fish. Yeah, he does. He <laughs> yeah. hates fish. Yeah. He had his gardening gloves on. I always bug him to this day. He's put pictures on Facebook or social media and he's got gardening gloves on. Where's the garden, Tim? <laughs> his gardening gloves and his golf sandals. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. So fishing outfit. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I stopped fishing when I was 10 because I wasn't any good at it. And then I picked up golf and I wasn't any good at it. <laughs> Getting there. Uh, so our, our flagship question of our back nine lightning round what is your favorite condiment? Mayo. Mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Mayo. Mayo to a T. Uh, mayo yeah. on everything. Mayo's great. Had a couple I had a couple heavy mayo whoppers yesterday. Ooh. Oh, really? oh, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. That's a, that's a go-to. That's a, go rib, to. That's a ribby go-to for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe some tartar sauce with you. your fish. Actually, no, no, not a chance. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it always stocked in your fridge? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> one, in, one in the fridge, one in the pantry. There's, We're good. Yeah. Oh. You got to go check out the stack burgers at DQ. Yeah. DQ Nick will hook you up and uh, get some extra mayo on those because those are pretty tasty. Yeah. Stack burgers. Because everyone says they're kind of, they fly under the radar. Yes. Yeah. Like you wouldn't think that, mm-hmm. you know, you usually think DQ, you think ice cream, you think, uh, yeah. you know, the the blizzards, the cakes, yeah. and yeah. et cetera. And then, but yeah, they, they got a lot of hot eats. Hot eats. Hot eats. Hot eats, good treats. Is that what they say? Hot eats, good treats. I'm not sure if that's an official uh, tagline anymore, but we it's did. certainly burned into our minds. <laughs> yeah, so we'll use sure. it. Yeah, marketing helps us decide. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, marketing, so I was going to ask you some questions about fishing, but Mike, oh, yeah, sorry. already touched it. No, no, no that's all right. Sure. That's, that's how we work. We're, we're on the same page. Same level. <laughs> Except you didn't get me one of those hats. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a few more. Yeah, twenty dollar hat, sixty dollars in duty. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to pick it up at the porter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the back night lightning round for Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce two zero four five one five three four four six. And that was great. We're also yeah. going to hook you up with an eight-inch custom DQ cake. The Nick and Nikki group of DQ. See so you and the family. will can chow down on that. Maybe Sweet. put some mayo on it. I don't know. Whatever. You do you, do you man. <laughs> yeah, you do you. <laughs> Maybe not. But I would be interested uh, to see that. You, know, you should video that if you do. <laughs> mayo on there. But no, in all seriousness, Ribs, this conversation was pretty amazing. Oh. Uh, great interview. Great yeah. discussion here. And I think our listeners will really enjoy it too. Yeah, I think they certainly will appreciate it. Like I appreciate it. And even talking to you beforehand, uh, you know, when we were out skating around, yeah. saying, hey, I'm coming on. I'm an open book. And we yeah. really appreciate you sharing. Absolutely. Sharing your life with yeah. us. Hey, man, it's <laughs> uh, life's a lot easier, man. So, yeah, that's good. Um, guys, I want to thank you for having me on. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully people can hear the message and, and you know, know that we're just not alone. So, for sure. Um, but, yeah, again, guys, thank you very much for having You're me. welcome. And you can get you on Facebook, I think, right? Yeah. 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 Just uh, in case. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. in case someone needs to reach out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. For sure. So, anytime you can get me on there, for sure. All right. Well, appreciate it. Have yourself a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And you can count 
on me waiting for you in the parking lot. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo! brain freeze it hits you like a triple bogey the good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite so get over to any nick and nicky's group of dqs and enjoy some dq treats safely dq northgate on mcphillips dq pole park in the food court dq niverville and dq st anne's road go see them today for tasty treats <laughs> 